Today's episode of Office Hours is sponsored by Holding Hangers. I know it sounds strange to call a hanger revolutionary, but these hangers are different than anything you've used before. Holding hangers are simply the best way to hang your pants and skirts and shoulderless tops without wrinkles, fold marks, or damage left by traditional clamp hangers. Holding hangers use gentle tension to hold your clothes securely from the inside without stretching out your waistbands. Everyday Style School listeners can take 15% off their first purchase by going to holdinghangers.com and using code STYLE15. That's STYLE15 in all caps, or visit today's show notes for a link. Welcome back to Office Hours, the weekly show of the Everyday Style School podcast, where we answer just one question submitted by one of you fabulous, gorgeous listeners to help make style easier and getting dressed more fun. Today's question came from too many people to list. And that question is, what the heck do I wear for video conferencing? I know that this is a new reality for a lot of you. And a lot of you wrote in to say, I don't know what to wear anymore. Emily summed it up perfectly in her email, which said, help, like most people, my office has closed and I'm working from home. I'm still meeting with clients on video though, so I want to look professional. I'm used to having complete outfits and I'm not sure what to do now that people can only see my shoulders and face. What should I wear to look my best? Before we dive in, let me say again that even if people aren't seeing you, you owe it to yourself to get dressed every day. I am going to keep beating this drum for as long as it takes to return to normal. This is a time when getting dressed is for you, not for anyone else, but it really does good things for your mental health to take a shower, do your hair, throw on a little lipstick, and put on clothes that make you feel good about yourself. You don't have to dress up, but don't forget to dress well. Don't cheat yourself out of the mindset shift that happens when you like the way you look just because you're not going anywhere. By the way, fresh loungewear totally counts. And like I said last time, if it's in your budget to pick up a couple of things that are comfortable and cute and make you happy, I say go for it. Now, for those of you who are doing work in a way that you haven't before, video can be a little bit intimidating. I totally get that. And I understand wanting a little direction to look your best. I'm going to give you a few wardrobe tips that will help you master looking great on video and then share a couple of tricks that I've learned through my own video journey. So let's get started. The first thing to consider is the formality of your clothes. Normally, I encourage people who work via video to keep the same level of formality they would in an office setting. For example, if you are doing a video interview for a job, that would still require a jacket because you would wear a jacket to a regular job interview. However, I'm pretty sure the whole world knows you're not sitting around your house in a suit or a sheath dress, so I think you can probably relax the dress code a little or a lot. With that said, though, you still should look polished. I think good choices right now would be a casual blouse or a simple sweater, a cardigan and a shell. You could even get away with a beyond basic knit top that's in good condition and fits well and looks nice on camera. But be careful that you don't take working from home attire too far. You should still look polished even if you look casual. 
Like Emily said, on video, you don't get the effect of a whole outfit. Your shoes can't help your look, and the statement pants you bought aren't doing you any favors either. Instead, focus your wardrobe efforts on these three things. Number one, your neckline. Number two, your colors. And number three, your accessories. First, your neckline. Every woman has necklines that she likes better than others. And on video, this one matters a lot. I wish I could do a podcast on which neckline is best for each one of you, but since I can't do that, here are a few tips to help you get going in the right direction. In general, your neck stops where your neckline starts. So if you were blessed with a long, beautiful, graceful neck, you can pull off mock turtlenecks, turtlenecks, high crew necks pretty well necklines that are kind of closed in. However, if you only wish you were blessed with a long, beautiful, graceful neck, those necklines will make your neck look even shorter. You may want to consider a neckline that's more open. In general, V-necks and scoop necks are universally flattering. However, some women prefer a V or a scoop that is narrow and deep, and some others prefer a V or a scoop that is more shallow and wide. It's totally personal preference. And if you don't know which one you prefer, use what's in your closet to find out. We've talked about this the last few episodes. Try different necklines on and then take pictures just from the shoulders up to see what you feel you look best in. Necklines also affect how broad your shoulders look and how big your boobs look. High closed necklines like crew necks, turtlenecks, mock necks, they tend to make shoulders appear broader and your boobs look bigger. Lower and more open necklines make your shoulders appear narrower and will minimize your bust. Use that information to create the look you want. Don't just assume that you can't wear a crew neck. If you have a small chest and very narrow shoulders, that might be absolutely fine. However, you might find that your favorite top looks a little bit different on camera. It is true that the camera adds pounds. So one thing I like to do is try something on and then turn on my camera and to see how does it look on video? Does it look like it looks in my mirror or does the camera do strange things? The second thing to focus on is your colors. Again, just like last week, we talked about knowing your best colors and on video, it really makes a big difference. Wearing your best colors near your face will make you look lighter, brighter, and more awake. Your best colors bring out your features, while not so good colors highlight things like wrinkles or dark circles. If you need a color class, there's one available in my All Access Library, and I'll link to the All Access membership in the show notes. There's so much information online that it can get super confusing. I don't know anyone who's been super successful finding their best colors by looking at their veins or whether or not they tan easy. A super simple trick to get you at least going in the right direction is to group yourself into warm or cool colors. That's a good place to start. No, this is not what you like best. This is what looks best on you objectively. Again, a camera is a really good tool for finding the objective colors. If you are someone who has cool tone coloring, chances are you look best in black, white, and pink. If you are warm toned, you probably look better in brown, ivory, and orange. So head to your closet, pull, 
pull those colors if you have them and objectively see which ones are more flattering on you, which ones make your skin ha have a little bit more color, look a little healthier, which ones bring out your eyes. Um, sorry. Um, you know what, that whole thing, after I say, if you are warm toned, brown, ivory, orange are better choices, I want to just go to, again, head to your closet and use what you've got to at least narrow it down. But start by going, am I warm or am I cool? If you look better in those cool tones, the black, white, and pink, look for blue-based colors and shades of pink, purple, blue, and gray. If you look better in the warm tones, the brown, ivory, and cream, sorry, if you look better in the warm tones, the brown, ivory, and orange, look for shades that are yellow-based, things like coral and orange, tans, browns, a lot of yellow-based greens. Those would be better choices for you. Another quick and admittedly imperfect way to get started on whether you are cool or warm is to look at what color your wedding dress was. Cool toned ladies probably wore bright white or diamond white, while you warm toned ladies probably wore ivory or candlelight. Again, this is not super scientific, but it's a great place to start. There is so much more that goes into finding your best colors, but these simple tips will get you started. If you are warm toned, look for those pieces in your closet that have those warm tones. If you are cool toned, look for the pieces in your closet that have those cool tones. Finally, use accessories to add interest to your outfit. If it feels a little inauthentic to wear big, bold statement jewelry, that's okay. Minimal accessories can still have a big impact and help you look a little bit more put together. When I do video, I look for things that will actually show up on camera. So shorter necklaces often work better. Long necklaces end outside the frame and they don't have as much oomph. Earrings are also a great choice as are hair accessories like headbands, embellished clips. They're super on trend right now. And if you haven't washed your hair in a day or two, or more, they can help you look a little bit more polished. So those are three wardrobe things to focus on, neckline, colors, and accessories. So to start looking your best on camera, I recommend focusing on those three things, your neckline, your colors, and your accessories. I also recommend putting together a few camera-ready looks so that you're not scrambling last minute. At any given time in my closet, I know probably five or six things that will always look best on camera, and it makes it so much easier when there's a last-minute thing. Now, I know a lot of you who are listening are thinking, this doesn't matter. Everyone is wearing hoodies or t-shirts. And you know what? That's great. That's awesome. You do you. But I want you to consider this as an opportunity to stand out. If everyone else shows up looking like a hot mess express except you, you are building credibility and respect even if people don't realize it. The way that you are showing up makes a big difference. This will end. I don't know when, but it will. Why not come out of it with an even better reputation and more respect? If all it takes is a nice top and some basic grooming skills, I think it's totally worth it. Now, I told you I'd share a couple of things that I've learned from doing videos for a few years, and two things to consider are makeup and lighting. 
on video, you may need more makeup than you usually wear to bring your features out. It's not quite as heavy as like stage makeup, but it's probably a little bit more than your everyday makeup. When I do video, I usually do my makeup like I normally would, and then I turn the camera and lights on, and I see if I need a little more lipstick or a little more blush. I do touch-ups right on camera before I press record. And speaking of lighting, to really look good on video, you'll probably want to add more light. If you're just using natural light, like from windows, make sure you're as close to the window as possible with your face or the side of your face toward the light. Don't sit between the window and the camera. What's gonna happen is backlighting and your face is completely in shadows and everything around you is bright. Instead, add lights from the side and from the front to really light you up and make you pop on camera. I'm gonna add a short video that I actually found this morning to the show notes that shows you some easy way to create better at-home lighting from things you probably already have. And I'll also link to a couple of inexpensive lights that make a big difference and won't break the bank. To recap, if video has become a new part of your work life in recent weeks, remember you can be casual, but don't cross the line to sloppy. To look your best, focus on your neckline, your colors, and your accessories, and don't forget to tweak your makeup and lighting for maximum results. You probably need more of both of those than you would think. I would like to thank Emily and everyone else who sent in this question. And if you are listening and you've got a question you'd like me to cover in office hours, just email it to podcast at youreverydaystyles.com. Head over to the show notes at youreverydaystyles.com forward slash episode 43 for links and resources from today's episode. Once again, I'd like to thank Holding Hangers for sponsoring the show. And don't forget to go visit them at holdinghangers.com and use code STYLE15, all caps, to take 15% off of your first purchase. That's it for today. I will see you next week. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, and stay stylish. 